Jackson. Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. Good. Uh, so many things have happened since we last like did one of these and hung out uh-huh. that we have not talked about. That's true. Um, Top Gun's out. Oh, man. Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> and I, it's wonderful. I've and seen it twice. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see it again. I want to see yeah. a different experience. Um, the Obi-Wan show is out. Yeah, it is. Which We differ on that. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about Doctor Strange. No, that's true. We have not talked about Doctor Strange. That was because I got COVID and can go see Doctor Strange. <laughs> Gross. Well, fine. Hopefully, you're finally taking it seriously after two years of being a staunch COVID denier. Zach. <laughs> that's right. It finally taught me. You know, it's just like the flu. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know why we got to get vaccinated? It's natural selection, you know. <laughs> you're like taxation is theft. <laughs> COVID's not real. <laughs> Uh, and then there's something else we're going to talk about, but I'm totally spacing on it. Was it the boys? It was the boys. Fuck. How did I forget the boys? Let's hear it for the boys. Let's hear it for the boys. Give the boys a hand. The boys are really fucking with us this oh, season. Man. That's for goddamn sure. So where do you want to start? Uh, it's your show, buddy. <laughs> let's... God, don't put that pressure on me. All right. Let's just start with Top Gun. Okay, let's. I just saw it. Yes. Last night. Yeah. Yes. I saw it again yesterday. Okay, so we're both coming off fresh. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think it's like a mathematically perfect blockbuster. Like, I think they should teach it in schools. <laughs> Not only is it, like, a great blockbuster, it's, like, a perfect sequel. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, wait, no, they found a really nice story to tell mm-hmm. in this universe uh-huh. that actually has meat on it. It's, yeah, no, it's it's great, too, that they, I guess, circumstance forced them into making one 36 years later. <laughs> yeah. Because if they had made Top Gun 2 in, what, 1988, I guarantee you it would not have been this good. No, no, it totally would have bombed. Yeah. Because it would have just been, like, some other adventure, and it would just be missing the point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Top Gun 2, I guess we'll go full spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess skip ahead. (laughs) It doesn't sound like we're talking about jets anymore. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, okay, so I had a feeling that he was going to die, right? They hinted at the beginning, only one one person has come back from this. Tom Cruise doesn't die. (laughs) Hey, we watched James Bond die this year, you know what I mean? Anything's on the table. Tom Cruise is bigger than Bond. (laughs) and they kind of like they tease you with it they tease you with with the idea of that but this okay so there's so many things in this movie that i think are so smart because it feels like they're playing emotional math where they're just you're like oh of course this scene is in this movie but they do it so well that it like bypasses the cynicism yeah you don't hate it and so the scene Val Kilmer's in this movie yes they build this whole thing in where Iceman obviously has been the one who's been promoted and is Mm -hmm. an admiral he's been protecting Pete Mitchell Pete Pete Maverick Mitchell Mitchell, his whole career is like getting him gigs (laughs) keeping him in the navy keeping him in the air um, he they gave the character a similar throat cancer that the actual Val Kilmer has, mm. um, and he actually passes away within the movie. So they get you to the same moment, and I bet if you synced up time codes, it's a similar point in the movie that Goose dies. Oh! So they gave you that death, and they gave you that low point, but they also didn't kill one of the pilots. So they yeah. did. They managed to avoid repeating that beat in a way that would have felt like two on the nose. But they still gave it to you. Yeah. That's a good fucking point that I didn't think about. And the movie fucking succeeds at that over and over again in, like, little ways and big ways. Little callbacks and, like, direct callbacks. Like, really smart, almost, like, subconscious things. Like, the fact that Jennifer Connelly's in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. Playing Penny Benjamin, who we only heard by name in the original Top Gun. She was the Admiral's daughter that he snuck in the jet. Okay. See, now, I was actually going to ask who that was. (laughs) Yes. So, in the original Top Gun, when they're hanging out in the bar and Meg Ryan is telling Kelly McGillis about all Pete Mitchell's uh, fuck adventures, um, they talk about Penny Benjamin. And yes. Now we see her, and they have had this like on and off relationship for 30 years, whatever. But casting Jennifer Connelly, not only is Jennifer Connelly, like, I guess age appropriate for Tom Cruise, <laughs> um, but. It's the storyline. She, like, also, like, supernaturally gorgeous. We don't yep. have to go there. Um, She's this, like, 80s princess. Like, she was this, you know, the unattainable girl in 80s movies. So. That's a really good point. They've cast her in this movie where she, like, blends in perfectly into this, like, perfectly woven 80s revival thread of this movie. Like a love song to the 80s. Yes. And when you first see her on screen and they're at the bar, Mm -hmm. there's David Bowie playing on the soundtrack and she was in Labyrinth. Okay. (laughs) 
didn't expect to go this deep into Top Gun 2. Yeah. But I am so excited that we are going this deep into oh, Top Gun 2. Dude, like, make no mistake about this. I love this movie. It's. I think this movie is a masterpiece. People were literally saying it's, like, one of the best, like, movies when, ever, like, made. When I saw this movie for the second time yesterday. Okay. I started crying at the end of the like near the end of the movie not just because of the emotional stuff there's a line you know they go through the whole thing in the f-14 yep <laughs> where they're escaping from the completely unnamed country <laughs> which is smart <laughs> it's just so smart um and it's him and rooster rooster goose's grown-up son mm-hmm. bradley branshaw <laughs> bradley branshaw <laughs> And, you know, they they hug, and he goes, thanks for saving my life. And he goes, it's what my dad would have done. There's the that of it all. Yeah. But I had I was overcome with this emotion. Like, I love movies so much. Mm-hmm. And this, this movie is why. Mm-hmm. Everything that this movie accomplishes, it puts you in the situation where, like, things you would never see, things you would never feel. And, like, it's real photography 99% of the time of yeah. real jets, the actors in the jets, like, these insane shots mm-hmm. that feel so visceral as you're watching it. But just, like, the emotions are so big and the spectacle is so big. So I was watching it going, like, oh, my God, like, they don't make movies like this anymore. And I had this, like, feeling of, like, Tom Cruise is, like, we all give Tom Cruise a lot of shit because, <laughs> you know, a lot of reasons. Yeah. But my perspective on it is that uh, we can't treat him as a human being because he's not a human being. He kind of isn't. He is the avatar of popcorn cinema. He is the Ronald McDonald of the movies. <laughs> we make fun of him because he doesn't seem to have a real personality. Personality is making He movies. doesn't need one. His personality is making movies. This is what he does. And like he's got these standards for himself and for the movies that he's in. Yeah. And if they don't meet it, like, he's probably going to murder people behind the scenes. Probably. <laughs> but, like, he's he has this insane vision and this insane drive, and he gives us, like, when it all works, he gives us this. Yeah. And I was like, when we lose him, this might all be gone. Like, they may never make a movie like this again. There... Yeah, but I do think there's going to be eventually a callback to this. I think there's like there's something brewing because we've got you know Chris Nolan, yeah, uh, who I fully believe may detonate an actual atomic bomb <laughs> in the next movie he's making because <laughs> he's making a movie about Oppenheimer. He is casting all of Hollywood in it. I think he's like if it goes down, I'm taking everyone with. Me. I think he's at least asked the question: <laughs> How much would it cost, and how could we do it? I will buy a remote <laughs> island. <laughs> um, and we've got, you know, like Matt Reeves, Bat- the Batman came out a few months ago, and that movie has a lot of just like real stunts and like cool real photography makeup. in real, ma- yeah, real insane fucking makeup and so, costume and stunts and just like, yeah, it just feels real heavier. You know no, what I does. mean? And it feels like substantive. So th- that's sort of going on, um, and hopefully it continues. You know, because there's only so many. You can only see so many Marvel movies where you're like, oh, that's cool, but, like, it's a cartoon. Yeah. Like, like, I love Doctor Strange's uh, zombie cape of the damned as much as anything I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. But, like, you know, it's... It's a cartoon. Yeah, they didn't harness real ghosts. No. (laughs) Exactly. It's a a real-life cartoon that I get to watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, it was so real. And just, like, the... The idea of, like, this, like, it's so stupid, like, Maverick and Goose's son, 30 years later, find themselves in an F-14 that they have to fly out of enemy territory, to the point where he's, like, repeating lines, is like, come on, Mav, do some of that pirate shit, pilot shit. Mm -hmm. But, like, in the moment, you're like, absolutely, yes, this is narratively necessary. (laughs) My soul needs this. And I think, as far as third acts go... The most successful and the most satisfying third act in blockbuster cinema of the 21st century. Name a movie with a better third act since the year 2000. Yeah. I mean, it is perfect. It lines up perfectly. It's not forced down your throat. You're not struggling to get through it. Like mm-hmm. You're enjoying what adventure they are now on. Well, and the movie does such a great job of like laying out to you, this is what they're trying to do. These are the stakes. Mm-hmm. These are the risks. Yep. This is how hard it is. It beats it into your head. Yes. 
And then, like, every action beat builds on that. Mm-hmm. And, like, to the point where one of the best action beats of the movie is Tom Cruise in a plane by himself in the sky by himself yep. with nobody there just running a virtual course. And I was holding my fucking breath. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they really drilled in the fact that that virtual course has actual stakes to it. Yes. And it was, man, that is fun. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too because it's like I was looking at the train and then like they got trained just close enough. Yeah. Where I buy this. Mm-hmm. I buy it. They went, oh fuck, all right, this is good enough. And then you're just going to use virtual. Yeah. You're just ha- you have to fly through those rings like yeah. the Superman 64 game. <laughs> the hit Superman 64 game. <laughs> yeah. That's a solid point. And it's also the fucking Death Star trench from Star Wars. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Which is so fucking interesting. But they're like, why not this? Yep. You know what movie people will like? Star Wars. Let's do that in real life. But, yeah, and it's, the nostalgia of it is, like, just right. The mm-hmm. fact that the opening credits is basically a recreation. Yep. Right down to the music and to Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that other opening sequence where, like, where's Maverick at this point of his career? Like, oh, he's fucking Chuck Yeager. Like, yeah. he's, he's a crazy fucking test pilot. <laughs> Going, like, Mach 10. Or Mach whatever. 10 <laughs> in a spaceship. That's right. He's just fucking doing things. And it's so good. And, like, they don't do a hard character reset on him. Like, he's still reckless. Yep. But he's reckless in the pursuit of helping others. Like, he does it because he wants to, but also yeah. because he's like, well, if I if we don't do this now, all these people are going to lose their jobs. So It feels like Maverick grew up. I'm doing it. Like, he it grew is... up in a way that only Maverick could. Exactly. But it still feels like I'm seeing a matured version of yeah. Maverick. There's no real... He's applied the lessons that he's learned, but in a way that keeps him like a fun character for us. What was great was there was no... like. I appreciate that there was no character-breaking moment. I didn't have to be like, he walks and he's still all cocky. Like, no, he's cocky, but like he's mature about it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I got to see the character fully from beginning to end be mm-hmm. this mature Maverick. And yeah. I fucking love that because I wanted every minute with that character. He was so much fun. And that's what's great about Tom Cruise in these roles is like, you can see him as yeah. whoever this guy is. Cause I don't think there is a real Tom Cruise. <laughs> I think when he's done making movies, he goes and like sits in a chair. <laughs> when he's like done with this earth, he'll fade into non And just like powers anymore. down or he's like Darth Vader. They've just got him in that tank. <laughs> that could actually be true. You can, he's, Still and that's why he's tape. so yeah well preserved. He's looking older. He's definitely not looking his age. No, but uh, he still is in great shape. So yeah. They also they played a trailer for the new Mission Impossible at the beginning yes, of my did. screening, and I'm very excited for that. Part one it is secretly one of the best franchises going because they keep one? like every time one comes out, I'm like, well, that was great, and then I forget <laughs> that they exist, and then another one comes out, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll go see this. Oh, it was great. Yeah. There's enough. Now we get to Mission Impossible. There's enough carryover from movie to movie where you just build relationships with the characters. Yeah. But you don't have to like remember every single fucking thing that happened. Like you right. can just come in and enjoy this ride. I just watched the first one again oh, in a God. long time. That's a great movie. The first one's almost a horror movie in some points. It's so like when they start realizing that like there's a mole and like everything's going bad and they're all gonna die. Oh yeah, the opening scene is yeah. crazy. It's yeah. really fucking like dark. Yeah. And, like it hits hard. You know what I never knew. Because I had never seen the original show that it's based on. Oh, fair. The character fair. John Voight plays in the movie is the main character from the show. Mm-hmm. And so apparently when that movie came out, people that were like, oh, I loved Mission Impossible when I was a kid. They were like, what the fuck? You, like, you made him the bad guy. <laughs> they felt the betrayal too. Yeah. <laughs> that's so fun. And I remember reading that going like, oh, that's crazy. That's fucking great. Yeah. I gotta watch the first one again. The first one's a lot of fun. It's like a completely different fucking movie now. It's, yeah, it's really, it's really great. And Cruise is great in it. Yeah. Like the craziest stunt in that is the laser like hanging. Yeah. Like that's like the, the It's got stunt. some, yeah, it's got some cool stuff in it though. I love oh, no. that scene with the, um, um, where he's, with that, they're at the restaurant and uh, Kittredge tells him like everything that's going down and that they think he's the mole. Oh, and yeah, he yeah, blows yeah. up the aquarium and yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just so funny, like, looking at that, those stunts, yeah. and now it's like he literally is jumping a motorcycle off a cliff, and, like, I'm pretty sure that's just Tom Cruise. Yeah, oh, yeah, always. Gonna, he's going to parachute or die. Yeah, well, that's what... <laughs> I think he does not want to die of old age, and he's trying so oh, hard. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> Tom Cruise will decide when Tom Cruise goes out. Yeah, exactly. Not time. He's just going to let go. <laughs> I. That's my joke, is one of these times we're going to be like, Mission Impossible 12 is being filmed, and, like, Tom Cruise died on Mission Impossible 12 set, and we're all going to go, yeah. They're like, oh, man, so is it not coming out? Yeah. <laughs> I know that sounds about right. 
And we all knew it happened on a set. And they're like, I, weirdly enough, it happened right when he had wrapped his footage. And it was the last thing that <laughs> <laughs> We will all watch Tom Cruise die together. They're like, oh my god. <laughs> he wanted this. What is the legality? <laughs> Honestly, if it's what an actor was. Because like... there are actors who have died shooting movies. Of course. And I don't think that they've ever released the footage. <laughs> uh, Bruce Lee who died in the middle of... That's You mean Brandon Lee? No. Uh, Bruce Lee's the... Um... He died in the middle of making a movie, but he wasn't shooting the movie when he... Like, oh, on oh, set. Oh, Scott, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure like, he died of like a painkiller overdose. Yeah, allegedly. Or he was killed by the uh, Yakuza. <laughs> mm. um, or a curse. Or a curse. If you believe the movie Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. That's right. There's a lot of yeah. theories out there. But his son Brandon Lee died on set making yeah. a crow. Yeah, it was like the same uh, way that Alex... Um, Alec, Alec Baldwin. The way it was the same thing with that, right? It was like the, it was like a prop It was a jammed. It was a prop gun, or like a real gun with a blank in it. Yeah. But there was like a casing lodged in the barrel. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Blanks have more powder in them than regular bullets because they want the big, like, pop. pop. So it forced the casing out, and it, like, went through a a grocery bag into his stomach, and they couldn't tell, like, what was going on because there was, like, fake blood. Yeah. And he was just lying on the ground, and they only knew something was wrong when he didn't get up after, like, a sustained period of time. Yeah, I think that was the same thing that happened with whatever Alec Baldwin set was. Well, didn't you? What wasn't it just a real like somebody put a live round in it or something? I thought it was the same kind of. I don't that situation. It was a real gun. Yeah. Um, with like extra powder, they went for that same effect. Yeah, it was almost like the same thing happened. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um. Anyways, Tom Cruise would not go out that way though. Yeah. Going to go off. Tom Cruise falling from space or something. Human avatar of the god of cinema. Maybe that's how he will go out, just free fall from space. Let the universe. <laughs> yeah, when they shoot something in space and he just lets go of the spaceship and goes into the sun. <laughs> and then we all think he's dead for 10,000 years until he returns. <laughs> just a golden Tom Cruise descending from the heavens. That's what Simon calls like. They changed their entire beliefs. He's now 5'11. <laughs> <laughs> he finally did it. His um, teeth are centered to his forehead. But what else? I fucking love... I love all the pilots, like the young pilots in the movie. I oh, think yeah. they're all really good. Um, Glenn Powell, the guy who plays Hangman, oh, I, I think dude. that guy's going to do some shit. Like, oh, he's really good. He, he killed the... Yeah, he was awesome. He stole every scene he was in. Yeah. I truly fucking hated him. And I'm like, oh, you're doing a real good job. Like, yeah. you just are a fucking cocky asshole. He, yeah, he was, he was great. Uh, Miles Teller was really good in this. Yeah. I'm hot and cold on Miles Teller. I think he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> Did you watch Whiplash? Yeah, Whiplash is really, really good. I um, It's very funny because like, I play drums, and I have yet to actually see Whiplash. Oh, okay. And I finally said, fuck it, it was on sale one time, and I was like, fuck yeah, I need to watch Whiplash. Yeah. Bought it. I have like the 4K Blu right now. Amazing. Yeah, it's excellent. Oh my god. Yeah. Like that movie is like incredible. Yeah. I will probably be watching that like frequently in my it's life. It's an excellent movie. It's really good. Yeah. J.K. Simmons, man. Yeah. Holy fuck. He anyway. was also Reed Richards in that Fantastic Four he movie that doesn't that exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about that. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know he was an asshole, though. That's a bummer. That's what I've heard. Oh, damn. Yeah. Can't confirm. <gasps> damn it. Dubois hates him. <gasps> Who? Who? Don't worry about it. Anyways. Well, <laughs> Miles is breaking my heart. If you listen to this podcast, Miles, do better. <laughs> can't grow a mustache like that and then yeah. just fucking be a dick. Yeah, rooster. You gotta break that baby, system. Baby goose. Yeah, baby goose. <laughs> Sweet baby goose. His mustache in this. Apparently, it's starting the thing. I was dying. There's a thing being started, apparently, with Miles Teller in this movie. Uh, that the mustache, I guess, is trying to come back. Okay. I don't know. It's a weird social media thing. I saw it on TalkTech a few times. It doesn't look good. <laughs> I don't know what you I mean, the are... mullet's coming back, too. What do you want? I want not that. <laughs> well, too bad. I want, that to not, world... I want that to not be a thing. You live in a world where the mullet's coming back. So I don't know what to tell you. No party in the front. Or business in the front. No party in the front, please. <laughs> Put your party please the back keep your partying to the back. <laughs> What about a reverse mullet where it's long in the front and short in the back? Is that a party in party, the front? Party though? up front. It's, it's like super, super like long though, and you're like hanging in front of your face. That's an undercut. Doesn't an undercut have to be like it's long and hanging off the side and then short on Not the sides? No. Doesn't something have to be under something for it to be an undercut? Yeah, the under part well, cut. It's under gravity, cut. Jackson. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> We're all under. Like when I had the back of my head shaved and only the back of my head shaved, that's called an undercut. 
No, I'm talking about short, like all the way up to here, and then just like long hair hanging in front of your face. <laughs> it's a reverse mullet. Yeah, reverse mullet. I think business in the back. I don't think so. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I already know I'm a Pisces, though. We're going yeah. at the end of this episode. We'll put a poll out for all three listeners. Yeah. We can decide our fate. Jordan Tucker, please text us. <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Anyways, off that detour. Uh, great. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick. Great fucking movie. I will be. Ooh. 2022 is like putting out fucking bangers. Like oh, this is we a. We deserve this. This is a 1999 all over again. The, we deserve this. Is this. A, a 2008 all over again. We fought COVID for these. Uh huh. Some is... of us won. Same. I beat it. Want to know? Yeah. Well, I just never got it, which I think is the real victory. You haven't faced fears yet. <laughs> you think you think you know COVID? You adopted COVID. I was born in. Okay. <laughs> fucking hell. Okay. Uh, the boys. Let's. Uh... Yeah. Let's talk about the fucking boys. They dropped the first three episodes of The Boys. I had recently re- rewatched the first two seasons so that oh. I was fresh and ready. I should have done that. I forgot to do that. I fucking love The Boys. It's so good. It is maybe, if it's not the best, it's in the top five comic book adaptations, full stop. Ever. It is better than the comic it is based on. Oh, interesting. The characters are better. Things are better fleshed out. It just takes the concept and elevates it to its perfect Man, zenith. That's- that's fun. I don't uh, think he's going to do that. I love Homelander. I love Butcher. Homelander is probably one of the most terrifying villains ever. He's so good. The third episode of this season, when they're eating dinner and he's oh. comparing himself to Martin Luther King. <laughs> he's just... It's just so good. He's just making a meal of it. It's, uh, yeah. He really fucking is. Yeah. He's so, like, he's so at this point of what you don't understand is I can do anything I want. Yeah. And he's, and like, he's so frustrated. And yeah. I think, I don't know if anybody knows this about me, but one of my joys in life is, like, seeing people frustrated. I do know that. It's actually. one of the funniest things to me is just somebody who's just like, can you fucking just... <laughs> And the idea of like he has he hates everyone so much he's so resentful of everybody else in the world and he has to like pretend (laughs) he has to pretend that he gives a shit he has to pretend to be like a hero when he just wants to fucking burn everything down (laughs) he wants to be loved so badly and it's so stupid to him that anybody wouldn't love him (laughs) Because what other choice do you yeah, have? Yeah, like what, like what the fuck? Like I'm not great. <laughs> fuck you. I do everything for you. Yeah, and in like the first season, like the whole uh, he hates that baby so much because <laughs> she's paying so much more attention to the baby. <laughs> He's like, what's the baby do? <laughs> fuck. I can literally fly. <laughs> Who's the actor who plays him again? Anthony, uh, Anthony Starr. He's fucking, like, killing it. Too. He's great, yeah. He's, he's amazing. Everybody on that show is great. That whole cast yeah. is awesome. He's, well, he's just, on my opinion, like, Homelander is the probably hardest character to play. Mm. Because you have to get that point across that we just talked about right there. Yeah. Of being so frustrated. Yeah. And constantly feeling like you're on the edge of just going, I'm just going to fucking laser you right now. Yeah. I'm going to burn a hole through your skull because re- I fucking can't. And I just, I imagine that being so much fun for an oh actor. God. Um, you know who I, you know who I'm really impressed with on that show is Jack Quaid who plays Huey because that's a character that can so easily be so annoying. Oh yeah. yeah. We we would all just be like, God, like shut up. Like stop being such a bitch, but he he does it. He plays it so well. He is. Yeah. He is the character like we're supposed to relate to the most because we have no fucking powers and we get thrown into this world. A hundred percent. If he's too bitchy, we're like, no, stop it. Like, yeah. you want to go see the adventure, go something to fucking bitch. Yeah. But he's just the perfect level of, man, fuck this. And, yeah. like, when he gets his arm broken. Yeah. He's just like, fuck, yeah, it's got to look like he did, you know, but do it clean. And, like, they're working through that. And then just the way he borderlines, man, fuck this shit. Like, this sucks, but, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, I love Butcher. Butcher is my favorite character, I think. He's wild. This yeah. season is wild. Butcher. Butcher. The he's... soup's a right cunt, isn't it? 
Yeah, this season's wild with him. He uh, got 24 hours of superpowers so he can kill Robin. Yeah. Well, you know what's so interesting is in the comic book, that's just a given. That's something the boys just do from the first issue. Oh, they, they take temporary V and they fist fight superheroes. That's interesting. So I think, like, yeah, it's just one more thing where the show has, like, done it in such a more interesting way. They almost were just like, no, wait, this would fuck you up, though. Like, you can't just... Or just, like, create the create the idea of conflict. Like, well, we yeah. built this character up who fucking hates superheroes. <laughs> and then, like, the idea of, like, well, what if he has to wrestle with, well, this is now available... Do I become what I hate to fight them? Yeah. And then what are the repercussions of that, like, psychologically, physically? Not physical. Yeah. But you're right. No, it's the fact that we spent also two seasons of being, like, watching these guys who were just mortal dudes. Oh, and they make you feel that fear every time a superhero shows up that, like, we don't know, like, what this person's going to do because they're all crazy and they're all assholes. Yeah. And, like, they can just liquefy you. Yeah. Like, there's no... There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. That's... That's why Homelander is the best. Yeah, he does with he does with the heroes too. Yeah. Oh my god, I fucking love Homelander. Yeah, when well, that second season when he shows up at the cabin and all the Vought like security team is there and the the kid is gone mm-hmm. and he's just like you can see it like building where he's like where's my and then he walks out of the cabin and he's just covered in blood <laughs> head to toe. Like, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> and like it's they're also. The show does a great job at like building up that confrontation that's coming too. Yeah. And oh man, that um, when Homelander shows up outside of his apartment mm-hmm. and they have that little conversation at the table. Yep. I adore it. I love the boys so much. It might be the best show on TV. That's fair. That's probably a fair statement. Yeah. Um, it just the way it captures tension has been. I haven't felt tension like that since literally probably Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And, and Breaking, just like characters that I love. That too. That too. That attachment of like. Yeah. I Even the shitty characters. Huh. Even the shitty characters. Like, I love Homelander. I love Black Noir. I think Black Noir is so he's funny. He's dead, dead, though, right? No, I don't think so. I thought that was the allergy, uh, peanut allergy. But they him. said he's in a coma. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. And they did, they referenced him in this, uh, in the throwback. You see him in a too. flashback, yeah. Yeah. When he's... Before he gets all fucked before up. Before he gets fucked up, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> really fucking does, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. They annihilated my theory. What was your when theory? They showed up. So, in the comic book, spoilers mm. for a 20-year-old comic, um... When we get to the end of the series, because it has like a beginning and an ending. Of course. Uh, at the end, we find out that Black Noir is a clone of Homelander. It's another Homelander. What? And in the comic, um, Homelander ha- constantly like ple- like he's an asshole, but he's constantly pleading innocent to like the things that people know that he's done, mm-hmm. like killing Butcher's wife. In the comic, Butcher's wife like dies, dies. Oh, okay. Um, and they're the whole thing with like the kid being alive and her being alive. That was something they did for the show. That was like way better and way more interesting. True. Um, but we find out that black noir is a clone of Homelander and all the like crazy evil things that Homelander had done was black noir. Oh, interesting. Was that Homelander clone? Okay. Um, so I, we knew relatively early on that that wasn't the case, I think in the show, but then my theory was like, Oh, what if it's a clone of uh, Stan Edgar? What if they do, like, he takes off his mask and it's Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, shit. Like, a digitally de-aged, yeah. sort of, like, buff Giancarlo Esposito. I was like, that would be really cool. But that I guess be. that's not the case. No, I just, yeah. That is kind of interesting that it, I like that they just combine the Homelanders. It's like, no, that's just one fucked up Homelander. Yeah, it's way better. Way better. That's almost, like, disappointing to be like, oh. Every difference from the show to the comic book is an improvement. <laughs> that's fair. No, that's 100% fair. Because that's such a better thing. He has to be... The comic book is a little, like, 13-year-old. Like, isn't this edgy? Like, the superheroes uh, gotcha. are bad. Gotcha. This one actually, like, yeah, it up. Yeah, this is, like, a smart person did it. It's actually interesting to watch, speaking of kind of, like, superheroes and, like, the real side of that shit. Um, the stuff with A-Train. Yeah. Is really fucking interesting. It's so fucked up. <laughs> of, like... He... It's so pathetic. It's so funny. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember his backstory a little bit on this, but I, it's the fact that he can't run anymore, right? Yeah, he fucked his heart up like taking all the extra compound V. Yeah, and so now he, if he runs again, his heart could just explode. Yeah, and it's just like causing him to like just get really fat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Homelander walks by. He's just so mean to him. It's like I can see your girdle. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> And he wants to rebrand and like. Oh all this god, shit. the new the new costume. <laughs> but 
anyways, it's really interesting because now he's back like home, I guess, with his brother. Yeah. And his brother's just like, well, why the fuck don't you just like be a normal person now? Yeah. Like, I'm really curious to yeah to it, follow his. Uh... Yeah, it, it's kind of a very interesting like. Yeah, you just want the fame still. Like, yeah. you're afraid to just be. Well, they keep yeah they keep giving these characters like interesting things to do that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah. Like a lot of the stuff in season two with Maeve. Mm-hmm. I was so I was like, oh, this is so interesting that she had this like lost love, mm-hmm. and like Homelander just like weaponizing it against her, and like Vought turning it into this like disgusting mockery of like. <laughs> oh, it's so good, and like everything that that plotline had to say about like corporatized um, allyship. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need to watch season two now. Yeah, well, no, it's a great show. It is. I'm fucking binge it. Although I am caught, I'll cut up. Um, okay, we haven't even talked about the craziest fucking things that's happened in the season so far. Uh huh. We didn't talk about the guy termite. Termite. Uh, will never make me look at Ant Man the same way again. Crawling he gets into his caught in the cocaine penis. bag and just shake, shaking around. Fucking OT. <laughs> Go on, son. Have a bump. <laughs> uh, but he crawls into his lover's penis. Yeah. And just like t- touches it and smooths his way around it. Yeah, kind which of just rubby rubs. I don't know. Maybe I'm just ignorant, but sounds terrible. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> that I don't. I guess he's making his way to the prostate. I guess. I guess. Uh, and then his allergies kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking sneezed, mm-hmm. and then expanded inside of the man's penis. Just blew him fucking up. Fucking obliterated him. Is like everywhere. Mm-hmm. That was wild. Yeah. Actually answered like an age-old question for me. Did it? Yeah. This may be revealing too much about myself as a younger person, but uh, my friend Eric and I, we would watch uh, Hook. And there's a part in the movie Hook, if you haven't seen it, where we find out about how Tinkerbell has always been in love with Peter. Oh. And then at the end, she like has a wish we don't really understand the mechanics of this because it's not a greatly written movie. It's not a very well-written movie. <laughs> greatly written. Um, but she becomes like full a full-sized woman. Yeah. And she was like, this is the biggest wish I've ever had, and this is the first time I've ever been big enough to wish it. And she, so she's Peter Pan size, and they kiss. Yes. And then he's like, for a second... Like you're like, oh, what's gonna happen? But he's like, no, 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 I, I love my kids and I have a fan like I have to go do this. But I've and then she very quickly becomes fairy sized again afterwards. So I've always had like, well what if they started fucking? <laughs> and like And then she Although I do think that's a different No, yeah. It's just it's the same thing in reverse. Yeah. That's worse to think about. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, there we are now. That's what I think about every time I watch Hook. <laughs> and now, thanks to the boys, you have visuals. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Visual aid. <laughs> just kind of enhance your next experience of Hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll be like in the corner just fucking traumatized. <laughs> or he's like, what's wrong with Jackson? <laughs> he's watching Hook. Yeah, he's watching Hook for the 10th time today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the next part. <laughs> We're done talking about the boys? Oh, no. We're oh. talking about Timothy now. Oh, <laughs> I think the deep, <laughs> everything about the deep, every t- every turn he takes every season, it's so funny. It's it always makes me laugh. Whether it's the dolphin thing from the first season, <laughs> or his whole <laughs> cult thing from season two. <laughs> yep, which he's now turned into a movie with for the season frescas. Three. <laughs> yeah. He's not making money off of his cult story. And now in this one, yeah, it's so good. But yeah, so. <laughs> Could you just fucking imagine? Just fucking, is, is, I guess, is that his fiance? It's his wife. His wife? They married, married when they were in the collective together. The okay. church of the collective. That's right. Uh, so he's fucking his wife and in front of this, like, aquarium. Yeah. This fucking octopus comes swooping up and, like, boom. He's like, oh, yeah? And he's like, what? what are you going to do? You're going to jerk me off with all your arms? <laughs> his wife's. He's like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so he starts, like, having, like, a, this octopus is now watching them fuck. Yeah, this, like, kind of weird three-way with this octopus. Yeah. <laughs> Named Timothy. Named Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to him having dinner. Yeah. Like, 
And it was funny enough when that scene started just that Homelander was making him eat seafood. Of course. <laughs> it, that, 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 to me, I'm like, this is amazing. This is great. But then <laughs> they bring out the live octopus. <laughs> and it really illuminated something else that you never really think about. But anything that's going on in that tower, Homelander is hearing it, and he's probably seeing it. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> He knew that was going on. He knew that was going on. He was listening to that happening. And he was just like, oh, well. Well, fine. We'll make you fucking eat him. Because <laughs> he's dead. just a bad man. He's fucking deranged. Yeah, he really way, is. God, when that when he finally goes off the edge, it's going to be fucking bananas. When And just like the little things that keep pushing him closer and closer to the edge. Like when he finds out that his Nazi died. His Nazi did die. But he's keep he's keeping her in that like hospice care in his quarters. Yep. And she has the one arm. <laughs> it's just that the window they give into the relationship where this must be there every day. Like he comes in and she just like sympathizes for him where she's like, Oh, you poor baby. <laughs> Nobody suffers like you. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's a triple amputee. <laughs> Like her body, the rest of her body is covered in third degree burns. She's got one eye, one hand, <laughs> which is being used. And he just flops his dick in her hand and goes, "Here you go." so fucked up yeah in the best way though and just like every every step he takes i'm delighted <laughs> but like how is he gonna destroy everybody's life on his whim it, like they're on the tv show and he's like starlight and i are in love <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah what are you gonna do i love i love it yeah it's just the fact that you just He's going to break, and it's going to be so good. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? I wonder I, how long their plan for this show is. I think he he breaks this season, I think. Well, I don't know. They, they could do anything. They could literally do anything, and I it wouldn't surprise me. That's fair. Because I know how the comic ends, and I guess they could do that. I don't know how the but, comic ends, but it doesn't, they might even change it. Who fucking knows? Yeah, they probably will. But I don't know. We'll see what goes on with all the Soldier Boy stuff this season. Yeah, that's interesting. He like they do the Captain America, and he like comes back back. Which yeah, he's we're gearing towards. Yeah, that. they're they're gonna do that. Um. So then you get Soldier Boy versus Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. Which and they keep saying like Soldier Boy is as strong as Homelander, but I didn't really see that in that flashback. Like he just seems more like a Captain America. He's probably just as like strong physically, I guess. I guess, but, but in like, like a can't fly. yeah, in like a fist fight between Captain America and Superman, and Captain America is not going to win. Those <laughs> <laughs> pesky laser eyes are getting away eventually. <laughs> I just it depends on you know your Superman mileage varies as far as like strength, but True. most versions of Superman, if he just like hauls off and punches Captain America, <laughs> yeah, he gets like obliterated. Like you're done, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Superman's always pulling his punches. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess whatever in yeah. this one. But... I cannot wait to watch the rest of it. It's a true pleasure. <laughs> and I, what do we think of Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy? I think it's good. Yeah. I don't mind Jensen Ackles. I, yeah, I like Jensen Ackles. Yeah. It's going to be a fun choice. It's interesting to see him just be a full-on terrible person. Yeah. But. <laughs> like, I was never, I've, I've only seen a few episodes of Supernatural, so mm. I've, I don't really have. That's fine. You'd probably like the first season the most. So they're yeah. actually hunting monsters. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really care. At least seems like a, a cool dude. So. Yeah. yeah, the first season of Supernatural is a lot of fun for me. I'll go back and just watch the first season. Because mm-hmm. it's actually like them being detectives and like... Yeah, it's not as lore heavy. Well, it's not, yeah, they, they kind of... The, when you go for that many seasons, eventually you have to go to like, what can you dig through the most? But yeah. I really love just every single episode was a different like monster yeah. that they were just hunting and like getting clues. It was really cool. Yeah. But sounds good. Yeah. It's like grown up Scooby Doo's. Basically. Except they're <laughs> yeah, actually monsters. With, with a cool car. <laughs> hey, the mystery machine is a very cool car. Shut up. <laughs> it's so it's still it's a cool vehicle. It's so roomy in the back. Um, okay, so so roomy in the back. I'm actually curious about this conversation. Okay. Obi Wan. Yeah. You're not a fan. Uh no, direction is bad. Okay. Action is boring. Flat. Okay. The only thing that's good about it is Ewan McGregor. Well, 
They've really fucked up having Darth Vader in it. You think so? Yeah, they had a great opportunity and they fucked it up. Like it, it was that that sequence was bad. Mm. Oh, you're talking about like the unveiling of Vader? Yeah, and the fact that they like see each other and go head to head already. Like, well, what sense does that make? Do they? I thought it was like I thought it's like the, where the season ends probably. Have you not watched the third episode? Well, yes. <laughs> okay. But they I, they were face to face. Oh, I the third, in the... oh, I watched the third one. Yeah. Okay. That explains it. <laughs> well, so, why did you want to talk about? It? <laughs> I forgot the third. <laughs> we'll talk about the first two. Okay. Overall thoughts, though. Okay. Overall thoughts. I don't really like it. I was really really excited about it, and I feel really let down. Now I am too. <laughs> um, yeah, it's nice seeing you, McGregor. Yeah, he's great. I love him as Obi Wan. Some of the action scenes are a little weird. They're bad. When the uh, when she's getting chased in the beginning, and like for some reason that that's like bad. It's like a joke. That stick stops him. <laughs> yeah, really throws him off. That was weird. Terrible. The direction is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. the second episode where the Night Sister is like running across the rooftops of that planet. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like it looks stupid. It looks like somebody shot it on their iPhone. We probably did. Disney money. Like you need to. Um, I, well, if it, it, I understood, like seeing, like, cool, she can jump real far and she can do all this cool shit. I get it. Now she's athletic, but like they kept cutting back to her. It looks stupid though. And they, <laughs> my favorite thing is they cut back to her. I feel like after like shit had already happened. Yeah. Like the whatever fighting Obi Wan was in was like settled. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, I guess it's over now. And then we she's cut still back to running. her and she's like, oh, and she's like fucking huffing and like all action still. Yeah. So that's a fair point because that was weird editing. Why was that there? It's just, like, there's a lot of ideas that are interesting, but they're just not executed well. Yeah. And it's starting to, like, really sour me on the whole Disney Plus thing. I know. Feels like you guys are not taking this seriously. It feels like you're just throwing shit out there. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck you. (laughs) I don't have to watch this. Yeah. The Kenobi (laughs) show could have been... Could have been great. Yeah. It could have been really fascinating. Yeah. Um, And and now with the one-two punch of Boba Fett and... What we've seen of Kenobi, I'm like, okay, well, you guys almost had the, me at this point where like Star Wars was dope again, and now it's receding. <laughs> How you feel about the Mandalorian, though? I love the Mandalorian. The only thing that was cool about the Boba Fett show were the two episodes where it's just episodes of the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard. I haven't even watched that one yet. I, just because I kept hearing weird things, I'm like, oh fuck, there's so much other TV on. Yeah, well, there's two episodes of Boba Fett where it's just Mandalorian episodes. This is a random question for you to detours off of okay this. have you watched severance yet no okay i'll be really excited for you to watch that it's on apple yeah okay okay are you gonna watch it uh yeah i've heard really good things okay i will be excited it's a lot of fun okay and i think you dig the whole weird fun concept that they build with it yeah um anyways sorry <laughs> detoured on that because you were talking about like just being upset with disney plus and i'm like yeah disney plus has been putting out weird stuff it's like it just feels like they don't i don't know like, they don't understand that the things they have are valuable. or well, the potential. Right? <laughs> yeah, where it's like, we're like, we don't know about the Star Wars thing, so we're just going to, like, we're just going to knock this out real quick. And it's like, well, what what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, and that's 100% true, too, because it's like, the, even, the whole reason I even brought up Severance was, if you look at every other streaming platform, right, we just start, we just got done talking about the boys. Mm. Amazon Prime. Yeah. They have something that's just going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. And they actually have other good TV shows and stuff. But even Apple TV is coming out with, like, uh, Severance. And yeah. Then well, and they've got fucking Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the next one I brought up. Which is a time and a half. I fucking it, love Ted Lasso. It's so good. Um, it just sucks to see, like, yeah, Disney taking something like what Obi-Wan show could have been. Mm-hmm. And, like, almost rushing it out. Yeah. It feels like now that you've... Like, it feels rushed. Yeah, like, it, it feels... Yeah. I don't know. Just knowing they met in, like, the episode three, which is fine, also watch it. It feels inconsequential. I was expecting that to be a dick tease until the final episode. Yeah. Because that's how it should be. Yeah. Like, well, sorry, I didn't mean to spoil it for you, no, but I assumed you would watch it. No, I, I, that's my bad for giving it a couple episodes out. Um, but that sucks, because it's like, yeah, that, that's something that I should be fucking wanting it, right? Yeah. It's like skipping foreplay. Well, I don't care that they got there, but I didn't think it was well done. It's a little weird. I think it's weird that they meet at all before a new, yeah. the, before a new hope. Like that should be. They shouldn't have like physically seen each other since Mustafar. I oh, think when they get to a new hope. I always thought it needed one more confrontation because I think I feel like it really lets the air out of the sails. 
It's um. Plus, there's the whole like dialogue where he's like, "When we last met, I was just a learner. Now I am the master." Yeah, it because does. Only a master of evil, Darth. Because <laughs> um, like his first name, Darth, Darth Vader. Darth. <laughs> yeah, Sir Darth. Just, he just calls him Darth. Hey, Darth. What's up, Darth? Hey, Darty. Uh, <laughs> so for me, almost like in a different way, where I look at that fight and the fact that. Again, I wish they met at the last episode, and I honestly wanted Obi Wan to get his ass kicked. I wanted to be like not close. I mean, something happens at the end of the third episode that's pretty wild, okay, cool. <laughs> like what Darth Vader does to him. Um, but that's kind of how it should be. Is because yeah. I need when he finally does face him one on one on the Death Star. Yeah. When he like just goes, he goes into that fight, and he's going to kill himself or let himself die. Yeah. Um, and I think it'd be way cooler for that to be like he knows he can't beat Vader. Yeah. But he knows that Luke can. Yeah. Like, Luke is the new hope. He is the new hope. Yeah, um, and that's a, that's a fair enough point. Yeah, because he does get his ass kicked, but it's in a like I don't know the whole thing leading up to it. I was just like, this is lame. And even like a cool idea was filmed in a way that was mm. just like flat and lame. God damn it. To me, I don't know. Well, you might it. like it. No, I'm just, I, I, <laughs> just <laughs> the only reason I even had fun with it is because I get to see Ian McGregor be Obi Wan again. Yeah, and he's great. Like he's the only thing that's great about the prequels, and he's Full great, stop. and he's great on this show. That's the only reason I'm even watching the show is because yeah. like I fucking loved his Obi Wan. His mm-hmm. Obi Wan's dope to me. Yeah, it sucks because I wanted to see him go like down more of a sounds like a better role than what the show's going to give him. Probably. Yeah. Well, I think it's bizarre what they're doing on this show. Mm. So like uh, some of it is my fault for just having like very specific expectations and like the, this is what I would do and I would just keep it on Tatooine and make it like Yo Jimbo on Tatooine, but. Yeah. Well, that's our fault for playing Ghost of Shima. It's my fault for being <laughs> a better writer. <laughs> Coming off of Ghost of Shima, it's like, wow, could you imagine fucking this was Obi-Wan? Yeah. It it's dope. my fault for having taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. That sucks. Because, yeah, they, there's so much cool shit they could done with him. Mm-hmm. Whatever. We'll see. Yeah. One of my hopes is that, because he's, like, so fast in the other ones him to be that slow more methodical jedi would that he be something happens where he kind of can't move his just, just watch that third episode so it probably doesn't happen then um i don't know but i'll keep watching it Miami, three, yeah, three, three more episodes it. who cares maybe it'll be a plot twist and like it'll save you again maybe they'll get somebody else in to direct the last three i don't maybe. know because it's the same person for the first three episodes and i've never seen like what else she may have done so i'm not going to say like she's a bad filmmaker but like jesus fucking christ <laughs> Yeah, I know. The weird, the one thing that stuck out to me the most was that chase scene where he fucking comes across like a yeah. minor twig. I was like really annoyed by Princess Leia in the second episode. She was, yeah. I was like, we need to cut this out. Like, well, <laughs> she would do this weird thing where like Princess Leia is like super intelligent sometimes, where they go, "Oh my god, you're so much smarter than a ten year old." Yeah, and then she'll just be like just screaming she's also really precocious yeah. well i think i thought what they were doing was that she was force sensitive without like being actively aware of it so mm-hmm. she's like picking things out of people's heads and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i thought that was actually really interesting i thought that was a good idea i think the show's got a lot of good ideas but it's not executed very well yeah personally having it in it is fun yeah um and i do see what you mean by that one it just feels like she she's so like up and down. She's like really cool sometimes, and the next moment she's yeah. just being like an annoying kid. Yeah, no, I was so irritated by her in the second episode. Yeah. Like the third time she runs away from him, I'm that's, like, can we not? That's what I meant. Like, <laughs> you just got done selling me that this is like a really like advanced person, and then like five yeah. minutes later she's running down the street screaming yeah. over like a minor inconvenience. Did you like the whole thing with Kumail Nanjiani being the uh, like fake <laughs> Jedi? Fake Je- I honestly kind of did like, yeah. like that. Um, it seems like something that would just fucking happen after the Jedi fell. I guess. I don't know. I didn't need that level of comedy <laughs> in the show. It might have went on a little too long. Yeah. Um, I did just like showing that that's a thing that somebody is doing. Yeah. I think that's a fun concept to introduce to the world. Yeah. That's um, fair, I guess. Because it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Somebody would be a fucking con man who's like, I'm a Jedi. And like, dude, all the fucking stereotypical Jedi shit. Yeah. Like, if they were truly, like, legendary and everybody fucking knew them. Yeah, that's fair. I didn't love it. I, I, I think I'm kind of at a point with some of this Disney stuff. I'm like, can we take, like, anything seriously? <laughs> Does everything have to be a joke? <laughs> Are you nervous for Daredevil, then? Um, I'm not nervous, because I have three great seasons of it to watch. But... but yeah, but Disney's like, I don't know. This is the direction, like maybe they're. I was like forcing, but if they are yeah. trying to like make all their content to be, I don't know, suitable for every age. Like I don't mind 
Like, Daredevil's a character where I don't mind a lighter touch mm-hmm. with him, because there's great Daredevil comics where that, that are much more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Not everything has to be Frank Miller Daredevil. Um, and that show did that so well for those three seasons. But, like, I don't mind, like, let's put him in a brighter suit. Let's put that double D on his chest. Let's, mm-hmm. uh... Let's bring him back a little bit. Yeah, maybe he fights Stoltman. <laughs> like, there's definitely room in my heart for that. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good. We'll see. Yeah. And Daredevil's always been, like, a little funny. A little bit. Um, there's stuff in that those first three seasons on Netflix that are pretty funny. And they they do, like, lightly touch on the fact that he's always been just, like, the man or of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> Which is funny, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's like one of Matt Murdock's key characteristics is he's a slut. A slut for justice. Yeah. How dare you. And pussy. <laughs> so go hand in <laughs> Um Fuck, was the other thing we are going to talk about? Is that it? Did we cover everything? Do we? Talk about the boys. We talked about Top Gun. We talked about uh, Obi-Wan. Oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So we talked about this what time is it? How much time do you have? Uh, it's 7.48. I, I got time. We're fine. Sure? Okay. Yeah. We'll do this. Doctor Strange. Yeah. We talked about this off air. Off mic. Whatever yeah. you call it. Off air. <laughs> I personally love Doctor Strange. I liked it. Um, I thought it was really weird. Yeah. Uh, that's what like, I liked about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was very, like, I needed that from a Marvel movie. Just yeah. Just to kind of take me down a different route. Yeah. Because I'm just so fucking burnt down. Like, what you said. Like, the whole... Marvel movie, copy, paste, yeah. have everything going that it always does. Like, same action, yeah. over the top this, over the top that, mm-hmm. quick, like, quirky one-liners after a huge action scene. Yeah. I was kind of like, okay, I get it. Yeah. This one was fucking weird. Yeah, no, and it was so Sam Raimi. Yeah. Which I, like, loved. And Scarlet Witch was scary. The scariest villain <laughs> I have now. I don't yeah. Care. I will challenge that with anybody. Mm-hmm. She fucking terrified me. Yeah, she was great. Yeah, and speaking of the boys, the way they fucking took out the Illuminati was very, like, PG-13 boy shit. Yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, no, and, like, one of my favorite things I was telling you is when she doned, like, the normal housewife version of herself. Yeah. And it was just, like, that white sweater, like, a normal, stereotypical housewife-like gear. Yeah. And it's just covered in blood more and more and more. I was like, that's actually fucking terrifying. That's a terrifying image. Yeah. Cool. But he's such a, yeah, he's just such a good filmmaker and we didn't appreciate what we had <laughs> when he was making blockbuster movies the first time around. That's right. And now hopefully he's uh, he's back. I think so. Um, um there's enough people who are like, "Oh, this movie's weird." And like, I don't good. Like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Made me happy. That's what I wanted. Holy fuck, a controversial yeah. like Marvel movie? Give and, it to me. And even like the Illuminati shit, I was like I cared less about. Mm. But I'm not, you know, without a heart like seeing xavier show up and they played the notes from the x-men animated series like my dick got hard that's (laughs) (laughs) i was right there with everyone i love that 90s x-men cartoon so much i love the vibe of that show got a little bit of it if they if if marvel does their own x-men they need to use that as like a template they probably i need the x-men to be like sexy and weird and cool i mean i feel like him coming out in the gold yeah, I was excited to see that, and then he came out in it, and he looked so old, old and old. small in it. Yeah. Like, it was a little too big. Yeah. It looked like... Have you ever seen those, like, showers that they, like... <laughs> like, they have for old people where they open up and they sit yeah. inside? <laughs> Water just takes <them>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that. It looked like one of those. That's fair. Yeah, and, but then he gets his head, or his neck snapped inside, like, the... Dream, yeah. Fucking <laughs> yeah. she Freddy Krueger's in. That was nuts. Um, the, yeah, and she... So, okay, so we had John Krasinski... Yeah. Uh, ...come in as... Um, Reed it's Richards. Reed Richards. That's what everybody wanted. Everybody wanted it, so you got it. Yeah. Uh, let's see what he does. The beard was a little weird. I couldn't... I liked it. I liked the beard, yeah. They should go with the beard when they do it, for real. They probably will. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was he was... John Krasinski and I think I buy him in yeah. that role. I do too. Like it makes sense to me. It it just feels like it was kind of like a little bit of like meant to be. Like he could just play that like calm. Yeah. But like obviously I know more than you. Yeah, I believe I believe him being like uh, super intelligent to the point that it's scary, but also like benevolent. Yeah. Exactly. I buy I buy that from him a lot. Um, he gets unraveled. <laughs> yeah. His fucking head explodes. Yeah. Um. But they introduced the fact that he exists, so yeah. of course we're just going to get another universe. The fact that they b- brought Anson Mount back to play Black Bolt <laughs> was insane. I could not believe that. Um, 
And they, his costume was cool. Yeah. <laughs> like they made they made it happen, and then his head blew up. And then his head blew up. He yeah. lost his mouth, and his head blew up. Yeah. Um, but it is very interesting because I think what this movie did and it was actually like extremely smart. Yeah. Was they introduced the idea that in another universe these people just exist. Yeah. They're just going through life, so we can actually have that Fantastic Four movie, and we don't need to have the fucking run into the Avengers. I think they will though. I fucking hope not. Like they can actually just have a movie. And, like, they could just be a universe that we're watching because that's been established now. Yeah. Um, but they could also – they don't have to be, but then they could also cross over with the Avengers because they can just – Exactly. Jump universes. But they don't need it anymore. Because I would bet money that the next big thing they build to is Avengers versus X-Men. That'd be fun. I think that would be, like, the big – It makes sense. Yeah. With who they have left, I guess, yeah. Yeah. And you're interested in X-Men. But, yeah, exactly. They can cross in together, but we don't need it. We don't need to have this forced – well, where were you during the invasion? Well, I think that's kind of Marvel's bread and butter, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of what made them special. I don't think they're going to do away with that. Oh, I almost think it's time. Uh, it, I just, I think they just need, like, a, not, like, a time to stop forever, but, like, they don't need to, they can take a break. Yeah. They can take a little pause. Yeah. They can let these universes breathe. Let us get familiar with these characters on their own. Yeah. So or they, they just do it like Moon Knight, where, like, it's in the universe, but, like, you don't have to dwell on it. Exactly. I think that's super easy to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I just don't want any more, like... Because I feel like what needs to happen now is I need, like, a new, like, oh, wow factor. Yeah. And I just feel like watching them almost restart... Yeah, the oh, wow factor is something being good. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, what made Avengers so great was that we got everybody's individual movies with, like, a little bit of a tease. Yeah. But they were still just their own movies, and then they got yeah. brought back together, and we're like, oh, shit, they're all together now. Well, I still say that, like, the magic that Marvel pulled off that dc couldn't get was like they understood that it was about the characters yeah it's the connection like the reason avengers is cool is we're like oh i love tony stark Mm -hmm. like oh i love steve rogers like it'd be so like what's it gonna be like when they meet each other like what what's that character dynamic and that's what they like made sing in those Mm -hmm. that first few like phases of the mcu yeah i think like i've been trying to diagnose like my trepidation with the marvel movies and i really think it's the lack of steve rogers i think steve rogers being gone is really fucking with me that's fair he was my favorite mcu character like by far because he was the one who was earnest like he was the one that was heroic unironically yeah and i really like i was really odd with the way chris evans pulled that off in every movie Mm -hmm. um and i just like miss that and i feel like without him everybody's like a tony stark (laughs) No, 100%. And, like, Everybody, that's... like, kind of, kind of smirks and looks at the camera and is, like, it's pretty stupid, right? Yeah. And, I mean, um, that's probably, like, something that they even were going for. Like, yeah. The fact that you will now always feel that loss, just kind of like yeah. characters in the universe do. Yeah. Did no, you... and that's good. Yeah. I, I'm glad they had the balls to do it. But, like, I, I need another character like that to, like, sink my teeth into. Maybe, Maybe it could be Reed Richards. He I hope so. He does that very well. Where he's like, I just want to help you. If they do the Fantastic Four right, like that would be really great. And like a breath of fresh water. We're... Breath of fresh water. That's, <laughs> That's the okay. Namor movie. Um, That's the Avatar 3. But <laughs> Avatar 2. Oh my God, that trailer. Um, God, yeah. But no, if they do it right, like they're not superheroes. You got to go for like an Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. They should be like a sci-fi Indiana Jones. Like they're adventure movies and they're going on like explorations. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because they do. That's what fair. I want from the Fantastic Four. We're gonna see. That's what two bad Fantastic Fours. Three. Three. I was. I thought the first one was okay. No, they've never made a good Fantastic uh-huh. Four. Chris Evans. And I'm starting with story. I'm starting with the Roger Corman Fantastic Four from 1994. <laughs> That's the best one. So apparently, like John, John, John Krasinski is like going to direct. That's what I think. And I, I don't think, think they've confirmed. Only reason he signed on. I don't think they've confirmed anything, but we do know that the guy, uh, John Watts, who directed the three Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland, mm-hmm. was signed on to do Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And recently, like stepped down, but it was like very amicable. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like. Like him and Kevin Feige and Marvel releasing statements of like, yeah, I just need to take a break. It's cool. It was a feeling Yeah. And then that was like a week before Doctor Strange came out, two weeks before Doctor Strange came out. And then we had the thing where it's like, oh, it's like, it's John Krasinski is Reed Richards. I'm like, oh, he's going to direct Fantastic Four. I think John Krasinski <laughs> has to step down from a project of some kind too. Did he? I think as well. I think that's what's going to happen. It'd be silly a... not to. 
He's yeah. a great director. Like those oh. two Quiet Place movies are really oh, well God. made. The second Quiet Place movie when he does like the live events. Yeah. Holy fuck! That's what I was waiting for. That he did that so well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he got. I'd love to see. So well. Yeah, I'd love to see his Fantastic Four. Me too. That'd be a lot of fun. Especially if Emily Blunt is. Uh, Why so the fuck not? Yeah, Let's do not? it. <laughs> we can have a little bit of tongue in cheek like Marvel shit over here. Yeah. Why not? Oh, and my my thing that I think would be just like put the cherry on the top of a great Fantastic Four Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen's the voice of the thing. <laughs> you mentioned this and I can't, you're right. Like he could just play thing. He's got this kind of gravelly voice. Also like lean into the fact that the thing is canonically Jewish. Yeah. I love whenever there's a, a comic book panel and the thing's wearing a yarmulke. <laughs> I think it's fucking great. Like, I think Rogan could really fucking do it. I, I think, think it would be great. I think you're right. He could just play him. Yeah. And can you imagine the thing with that laugh? It'd be perfect. It'd be great. <laughs> the fucking Chippendale movie. All the Seth Rogan characters all laughing together. <laughs> can add the thing to that. Yeah. Um, no, that'd be a lot of fun. Now, okay, Human Torch, where are you going? I don't know. I don't really have most of the movie cast. Chris Evans, no. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Some guy. <laughs> hey, get Glenn Powell to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Same from the Top Gun movies. He'd be Emily Blunt's brother. I'd buy that. Oh, shit. Who is the guy from Top Gun? Um, Glenn Powell. Oh, yeah. We just saw yeah. Wow. That's what well, I just said. Zach checked out <laughs> I the, just fucking the podcast said, Zach. now, so we're going to end it here. Anything <laughs> else that makes you sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I just pulled that out of my ass, but I'm beating that drum now. Glenn, Glenn Powell for the human No, torch. no, no. I love that, actually. Let's do it. <laughs> He'd be perfect. Yeah. He has that like level of fucking, obviously, cocky. Yeah. I can fucking do whatever I want. He'd be great, but he's still likable. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, the end of the movie, I was like, ah, you smug bastard. That was great. Yeah. I'm glad you're on my team. This is your savior speaking. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those where I, yeah, I liked him. Yeah. Fuck. We're pounding the drum over here. Yeah. Now. There you go, Kevin Feige. That's right. Another one. We'll take co-producer credits, please. <laughs> We've cast Fantastic Four. <laughs> Congratulations. You're welcome. Yes. And it's an adventure movie. Yeah. Go watch a lot of Indiana Jones and then make the movie. Yeah. No, structure it like that, too. Like, have an opening scene that's not really related to the plot. Yeah. It's just like an intro scene. They're fighting AIM or something like that because mm-hmm. they're both after something. Maybe they're in, like, the Marianas Trench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, they both got like high tech subs, but like Reed built his himself, so it's a little shaky, and they don't know <laughs> if it's gonna work. And there's a scene where like Ben just like drops out of it to get something from the ocean floor, and he's just walking along, <laughs> and all he's got is like a helmet on so he can breathe. That's perfect. Yeah. What a great opening, right? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so fun to like just lean to the fact like, no, you understand they have powers, and it's not fucking hard to understand how they have powers. Yeah. Well, you know what I would do with the Fantastic Four, especially if it's in an alternate universe and we don't have to like connect it too much to explain like where they've been. <laughs> That's what I love about what Marvel's done. But yeah. Like I would take the thing where like they're big celebrity, like they're famous, the, the famous yeah. Fantastic Four, and the Baxter Building is like a tourist attraction. And I would have like a Jurassic Park scene where people are visiting the Baxter Building, and there's like a ride that explains where the Fantastic Four got their oh powers. Oh my god, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> yeah in the middle of the movie yeah there's like a Mr. DNA have Herbie the robot be like the Mr. DNA explaining the backstory of the Fantastic yep. Four wow yeah that'd be so much fun mm-hmm. and tours would just go through randomly when they're like yeah doing so and if we're in an alternate dimension we can re- reuse uh, Mads Mikkelsen because he was wasted in the first Doctor Strange movie Fair. and he needs to be Doctor Doom yes was he not Doctor Doom Mads Mikkelsen? Yeah. No, he's never played Doctor Doom. In the first two movies, it was Julian McMahon of Nip Tuck fame. Nip Tuck, yes, how could you forget? Uh, and in the second one, it's uh, some guy who like turns into a trash bag. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> but yeah, no, Mads Mikkelsen is Victor Von Doom. That'd Come on. Fantastic. It writes itself. Yeah. Yes. Kevin Feige, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, we you don't have to pay me. No. Just please do it. Just acknowledge it. <laughs> I just want some acknowledgement. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. God. Invite me to the premiere. Yeah. We even give you a fun Spider-Man movie, yeah. too. Which you didn't use. <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's fine. People like that movie. It's fine. It's fine. I'm one of them. It's fine. It's, a, it's okay. <laughs> you don't like it that much? I think it's okay. I had a lot of fun with it. I literally think I love it the most for the ending. 
Yeah. Because it's finally did what I wanted them to do. I love seeing um, Willem Dafoe again. Oh, God. He fucking rocked shit. Literally, like, just... Yeah. If anything, that movie is great because it reminds us how great those first two Sam Raimi movies are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I, I thought I had a fun yeah. time with it. Injustice for Andrew Garfield. <laughs> of course. He yeah. got that. It's one song. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, no, you're great. It's okay. The movies just suck, but you're fantastic. He's like, I know. Fuck off forever. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Smell you later. (laughs) I'm not going back into this drama. Fuck you guys. Fuck you. Fuck you. Anyways. Well, anything else you want to discuss? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so either. What did you want to do next? Oh, God. That's a great question. (laughs) Set that up. Oh, shit. That's right. You, this is your idea. Okay. Well, I'm not fucking saying this. This is a great idea, and it's your idea. Okay. Yeah, in the spirit of Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Uh, what's a great 80s or 90s movie that never got a sequel? That yes. We could, I fucking love that. That we could sequelize now. Exactly. Yeah. It's honestly like a really fun idea because there's so many movies that did get left hanging. Mm-hmm. And like Top Gun just proved that you could do it. Yeah. We've got to think of this now. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll do that. Do that next time. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. We can even have the rule of a, like a reboot quote. Like it needs like, to be a legacy thing and you need to take the time into account. Well, sure. But I mean, like, if you wanted to go like Die Hard 2 didn't fucking happen, but Die Hard 3 did, here's the sequel to Die Hard 3 with oh. like that concept in mind. I'm going to say against the rules. <gasps> but that's Halloween. <laughs> Never got a sequel. Uh, but we're not talking about Halloween. We're talking about... Top Gun Maverick. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What's a movie you love that never got a sequel? Okay. We can't do repeats. So no, like, uh, Last Action Hero. Right. Yeah. Because we already talked about that yeah. in that episode before. Right. Um, which is still a really good idea, by the way. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. Oh, I know. <laughs> God damn it. Maybe we shouldn't do this. You That's a $2 billion dollar movie, I know. <laughs> Get stuck. I've got a few ideas, but I'm not sure yet. So okay. we'll see. Now I gotta think about something. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. We're gonna do that. Okay. Cool. Anything else? Uh no. I'm happy. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye everybody. Bye.